Hello everyone and welcome to 99 Years Podcast. I'm your host Duncan Terry and today I'm joined by regular guests Brian Dickey, Stuart Taylor and Adam Barton. How are we doing? Oh good, thank you Duncan. Excited to talk football with you guys again. Yeah, good to, good to be back uh, talking football and hopefully we'll we'll get delving into some of the interesting stuff that's been happening in the NFL in the last week or so. Doing well, looking forward to talking trades and as long as we don't have to talk too much about the Ravens game then I'm happy. <laughs> And Adam, congratulations. I should say sleepy, Adam Barton. How's it going, new father? Yeah, it's all, all going well. I've, I have been managing to, uh, to keep up with the uh, the NFL over the last uh, month or so. In fact, what was it, four weeks now. But all all going as, as well as could be expected. Just you don't know what to, what to expect, I guess, is the, is the main problem. <laughs> I must say you're looking looking very fresh for, for this uh, time uh, of the of the night and uh, for, for having a little one so young. So, so good on you. I have to give that credit to my partner on that one. She's the one who, uh, who does the, the worst of the nights, to be fair. Uh, in this week's other exciting news, 99 Yards has partnered with NFL Mock Draft Database uh, to offer you a free mock draft builder via our website. Uh, it's a superb tool. Um, I've, I've had a go myself already. Have any of you had a had chance to go yet? I've not as yet, um, but... Knowing how addicted I get to mock draft, particularly um, once the turn of the year comes, I'm sure we'll be uh, firing that up uh, m- many, many times over the over the coming weeks. It's not a quick peek, but I, I think I need to go through it in a bit more detail to to really see to get into it. I saw you could do seven rounds, and I thought there's no way I'm getting through all of those. That's uh, that's quite scary. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same as Stuart. I know that I'll quickly get addicted, uh, so I've got to be careful. Um, but instead of that, let's talk some trades because that is very relevant for this time of year. Uh, this might be the final pod before the trade deadline. Uh, and I asked you all to come up with potential deadline day trades you'd like to see. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with and why. Brian, why don't you kick us off? OK, so I was having a think and I thought, why not go with a bit of a big one? Um, everyone, for some reason, still talking about Sean Watson, trading for him. Percy wouldn't touch him with a barge pole. So the teams that are thinking maybe we need a veteran sort of top tier quarterback, who can we get? Who wants a bit of a move? And if I'm say, well, let's take the Dolphins, they're apparently in for Deshaun Watson. Like I say, I wouldn't do that. I don't know if they're going to do that. But yeah, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm calling the Seahawks and I'm saying, here you are, send us Russell Wilson. Um, I think he's in the same sort of tier quality wise. Um, I'd send him first uh, the one you've got from San Francisco for this draft coming up maybe a second and tour as well um, I think the Seahawks might just take that give them a bit of a restart they've got um, well they've got a lot of needs as well and yeah it'd be uh, it'd be a pretty big crazy one um, I don't know if it'll happen for me it doesn't solve the issues for, for either team uh, Miami DC, certain people don't seem to like two of there I, I think he's doing okay um, but he doesn't have great weapons. The play call hasn't been great, and their defense that was good last year and the year before isn't. Um, so he's certainly not getting any help there, and swapping quarterbacks doesn't help that. Um, but yeah, I could maybe see the Seahawks thinking, right, let's um, let's get a new younger quarterback in. We can use the picks to um, maybe actually pick someone instead of trading down and not picking someone or trading them away for someone who's now not very good, Jamal Adams. So I don't know. I don't. I think it's unlikely, but um, I wouldn't mind it. Who have you guys got? Or what do you think? 
Go on then, I'll have a go as the resident Seahawks fan. <laughs> I personally don't think either side should do this, but I would find it highly likely that they would uh, from their Seahawks perspective. They've done all sorts of stupid things recently, uh, which I believe... There's a lot of talk about Pete Carroll, isn't there, and, and whether he'd go at the end of the year, but I think it all started with, with the uh, with GM drafting so badly to leave Pete Carroll with so little players that he can't possibly do anything. Um, I don't think we've had a good draft since Scott McLuhan left for, for, for all those years ago after we got like the Shermans and Chancellors. Um, I digress. I don't think they should do it because I don't think that's enough. Um, I do think that he might want to leave. There was a lot of talk about him going to the Bears last year. I don't know why. Um, they're rubbish too. <laughs> Apologies, Bears fans. Um, and for the Dolphins, I mean, I'm, uh, they they would want to do it. Definitely, they're trying to do something now with Watson. But why? You know, sort out your team first before bringing in a quarterback that's just going to cost you most of your cap and you won't be able to put a team around him. Build your team first and then bring in someone like Tua, you know, ridiculously, who would play for a while on a rookie contract. I, th- I think it would be a bad move for both. What do you guys think? Being a Dolphins fan, I couldn't agree more, Duncan. Um, Dolphins have looked a, a mess uh, recently. Been watching a lot of them, and and I think Tua. Though I'm not the biggest Tua fan in the world, um, I don't think he's been the problem. I think there's been a lot of other issues in that team, um, offensive line, defensive line. The secondary hasn't played particularly well compared to what they did last year. Um, they could still do with more skill position guys. I think that giving away draft picks um, to acquire Russell Wilson. Although, yeah, you're going to have Russell Wilson, who who has been one of the better quarterbacks since he's come into the league. Is he going to go into any better situation than he's going into in Seattle? Probably not, if I'm honest. Um, And, yeah, again, I think Miami needs to keep the draft capital and, and build whether that's with the same GM, whether that's with the same head coach even, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, they haven't made the most of all the draft capital that they've had recently. So, yeah, I think if, the, if there's maybe some changes, if you don't don't give away all your draft capital um, for a for a veteran quarterback, unless you've got a good team around him. I have to say, I I agree. I'm I'm not the biggest uh, Tua fan, but he he does seem to. I think he can be a serviceable quarterback in the league, but I think he needs to have a team built around him. I think. Going to somewhere like the Browns would suit uh, to a lot better than than the Seahawks. Uh, admittedly, though, there's uh, good weapons in, in Seattle. And and on the Miami side, they've come from having multiple first-round picks for the last few years, and suddenly they haven't got many this year already. If they were to trade for Russell Wilson, then they'd have absolutely none. I, don't, I think they need to carry on the, the uh, natural rebuild rather than trying to, um, trying to do it very quickly by getting someone like Russell Wilson, who, not to say he's old, but he is probably best part of halfway through his career so you're not going to get the full value out of him and, and arguably the, the weaker, weaker half of, of his career Indeed, we're going to talk a bit about old quarterbacks later on uh, the, the quarterback in question might be a bit older than Russell Wilson uh, but you made the great point about the Browns, they built a team they built an offensive line, they built weapons they built a defence and then they dropped their quarterback into it, picked him number one in the draft and they're doing well for it you look at Lawrence for the, Jag- uh, for the Jaguars, he's getting crushed because they haven't got a team around him and uh, they're making a superb player look bad. Stuart, how about you can, uh, go next? So, um, yeah, so we seem to have been kind of picking players for each other's teams around about this first bit, so I'm going to continue that trend. So, uh, Adam, I don't know whether you're going to like this one or not. And um, so, 
we're going to ignore the Ravens' performance last week because I think the Ravens still are a, a potential contender in the in the AFC. Um, but I'm going to think to give them an offensive weapon um, as a wide receiver. And I think that the person they could trade for might be available is Allen Robinson um, from the Bears. I think looking at the the Ravens, the the top receiver this year yards wise has been Marquise Brown, but um, he hasn't been wonderful. I don't think um, he's uh, a big speed guy. And then after that, you've got Mark Andrews, um, you've got Sammy Watkins who's been injured and is not the most reliable guy. Rashad Bateman started a couple of games and, and looked good, but I think um, if he if he was to play as a number two receiver opposite. Alan Robinson, and then have um, Marquise Brown as your as your third guy, your speed option. I think that would give the Ravens a lot of different offensive options, and I think it would be a, a good move for them. I don't think they'd have to give up the world for him because he's on a franchise tag. He, they may have to renew him later on, but if they want to make a run towards the end of the season, Alan Robinson could be a good piece for them to pick up. I think it's an interesting one, but personally, I wouldn't take a receiver. If you'd offered that trade at the start of the season or uh, throughout uh, free agency, then I'd have, I'd have probably been uh, really down for it. But to be fair to to Marquise Brown, he he's been a bit of a, a hotshot speedster, as as you've said. But he's been really good this year so far. He's I, I haven't seen the the figures from from the last week, but up until the this week before last or. Also, he's been a top five receiver in terms of yards throughout the whole league, which is unheard of for a Ravens receiver. Uh, and save for having an absolute shocker against Detroit, where it, uh, he was bailed out by Justin Tucker's uh, enormous 66-yard field goal, he's been really good uh, and probably would be uh, second or third in yards if, uh, if he had caught one or two of the catches that he had uh, in that game. A lot of people have been linking the Ravens to Marlon Mack uh, with the running game really struggling. Obviously, they've got uh, quite a few veteran uh, running backs on their roster. The, the 2018 Pro Bowl roster, as everyone seems to, seems to call it, uh, which which is a needs must. It wasn't a bad team preparation. It was, it was through various injuries that's really hampered the team. But if I was going to take anyone, and I don't know if there is uh, someone suitable on the market, I, I'd be more looking to improve the line. Uh, potentially uh, find a replacement for Ronnie Stanley for the year if you can find someone on a cheap one-year deal. But yeah, just straight, really strengthening the line and making sure that uh, Lamar Jackson isn't under so much pressure and so that the running game, albeit with, with some age-old uh, options, can, can really uh, show its worth. The, uh, the, rush, the receiving game is a lot better than it has been, in, in, or it's the best it's been in the Lamar Jackson era so far this season. I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind that idea, Stu. Um, I just, I, I agree with Adam said. I don't know if either either team would do it. Um, it certainly would be, you know, it'd be nice to see Lamar Jackson with a, you know, a star receiver. He's never really had one, has he? Um, you know, they could do a bit of damage. But what are you going to give for him? Are the Bears going to, you know, the Bears fans aren't happiest at the moment anyway. Imagine if you gave away your best player. I think it'd be carnage. So yeah, not a bad idea. Um, but seeing as everyone slated my idea, I don't. I don't <laughs> happen. But the Bateman Bateman looks really, looks good. I know. It's yeah, Bateman. I'd, I'd, I'd like Bateman. He's looked pretty good. Um, he chance to to develop with the, mm-hmm. the options, and I, I think he could be the option that that Jackson needs longer term. Uh, and it's only on a two game sample size. But I'd, 
I wouldn't say it's uh, panic stations yet and, and the need to get in a, and spend capital, which the Ravens hate doing, on, on a veteran receiver. Bless you, Brian. I'm sorry we bullied you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, so everyone's talking about Deshaun Watson. I'm like, no, don't go near him. Yeah, don't I don't understand else. that either. Right, but um, <laughs> let's not go into that. <laughs> on Alan Robinson, I, I think I pick him for this activity every year. Um, I'm not going to this year. I thought about giving him to the Raiders because um, they're making a play uh, over in over in the uh, in the West. Uh, they have five and two at the moment. I think they could use some help, and, and Alan Robinson deserves a bit of luck. Um, as soon as I speculated, I'll just dive in and go next. Apologies. <laughs> I've got Evan Ingram to the Titans. Uh, it's not the sexiest, but I really liked him in college. Uh, and he hasn't had a good time in New York at all. I think he's got so much potential still, and he'd be on the sort of team that he'd be able to show it. You know, they they could do, you know, give Tannehill an extra receiving weapon. They haven't got amazing tight ends, uh, especially in receiving stakes. Uh, it takes some of the weight off of uh, off of Henry as well. Um, surely he can't do it all year after year. He probably will. Um, but that, that's the trade I was going for. I mean, I mean is, is there life in Evan Ingram, do you reckon? Um, I'll have maybe have a go at looking at that. I, I think Evan Ingram is very much in the receiving mold of a, of a tight end, and they they do have you know they've got two outside receivers in in Julio and AJ Brown. Um, so I wonder if his pass catching opportunities might be limited in in Tennessee. They do. They certainly did when Arthur Smith was the, the coordinator. They played a lot of 12 personnel, so they, they liked the tight ends. Um, but whether they need someone as a receiving tight end, um, I wonder if they might look for a, for a bit of a more traditional tight end if they were looking for someone, just just with that formula that, they, that they've gone for in the last couple of years. But, yeah, I think Evan Ingram, it just never really clicked for him in New York and in a, in a fresh scene somewhere might, might doom the world to good. Not that I'm trying to be down on everyone's trades, but I feel like <laughs> if you were going to go for that trade, why would you? Uh, why wouldn't you have kept Corey Davis around uh, last season? I know different position, but as we say, Evan Evan Ingram is a is more of a pass catching tight end rather than a blocker. Um, it does raise the question. Well, and and equally, you can make the same point of if if you if it's now a weakness, why did they let Johnny Smith go? So I, I think it's just a bit of management last season that probably would have been uh, more beneficial and. Even if it meant that you didn't have Julio Jones available, they could be potentially in a better position if they had kept one or two of, those, of Davis and uh, Johnny Smith around. No, you're right. They they do have great receivers. Um, I was thinking about Delaney Walker, who, who'd obviously just retired. Uh, maybe there's a bit of a lack, but uh, not not the most interesting proposal there, is it? I don't think we're all like each other's proposals, so Adam's going to have to come up with a really good one. For us all to get on board with. <laughs> I was just about to say I didn't think that was too bad. I, I um, you know, I've seen quite a lot of Evan Ingram play for the Giants, and yeah, he's just not lived up to the hype, has he? And I think the Giants would be happy to, you know, to let him go for I don't know third or fourth, maybe something like that, or one of them sort of weird pick swaps. Um, because the Giants aren't doing much this this year either, and the Titans have impressed, and they, you know, if they could work him in, that'd be impressive. So yeah, I don't, I don't mind that one. All right, Adam, impress us. Well, I'll, I'll put off my uh, my trade suggestion getting slaughtered for for just a, a split second. Uh, one of the things that I found interesting, if, if if it were to happen over the next week, and I don't want to bring up the name that that has already been brought up too many times already, but if the uh, if it was the discussion of whether the Panthers would go for Deshaun Watson, and obviously it's now been they've now said that they're not going to make the move, but 
having gone for Sam Darnold already in, in the offseason, clearly the Panthers are in the market to trade for a, a new uh, another quarterback. It, I, I just can't believe a, a team would spend that much draft capital on two different quarterbacks over, over a year span. But it, obviously, we know David Tepper is uh, looking to do things a bit differently. I just wondered what, what your thoughts on that was, guys. I was in a bit of a panic after the first couple of weeks because I thought Sam Darnold looked quite good and I was going to get slated because I'd slated the <laughs> trades earlier on, but he's kind of gone back to Jets. Sam Darnold recently, hasn't he? Even been, even been benched in, in the most recent game. Um, I think for a team that's trying to rebuild and has a newish head coach, They've already fritted away a bit of draft capital on Sam Darnold. Do you want to fritter away a bit more on another quarterback? Um, it's a difficult one because they do have the makings of it. They've got makings of a really good defense, I think, in, in Carolina. They've got some good pieces in offense as well. Do you want to kind of throw away what they're building? I know that the in the, in the upcoming draft, there might not be the quarterback that you want, but can you ride out another year and build more and then drop a quarterback and? The following year or a free agent, I think that would be a better way to go than giving up a lot for Deshaun Watson. I hundred percent agree with there, Stuart. That they've got the makers a great team. McCaffrey's obviously injured again. Um, they, they, they. I, th- I think maybe they got a bit excited in the first few weeks and thought that they were more ready than than they actually are. So I think yeah, it'd be better to drop a, a younger quarterback in later and ride it out with Darnold, who he's so frustrating isn't he sometimes he, he shows us what we thought he was and then it just goes away again it's he's so frustrating I agree and I, I don't imagine uh, as you said they won't they won't be going for uh, Deshaun Watson but whether they do something at the end of the year I don't know who will be who'll be knocking about a free agency um me Stuart and the guys welcome the draft talk podcast last week there's not much coming up quarterback wise in the draft that may change but so far it doesn't look fantastic um but yeah I think uh you've I always think as well you've, you've got to give Sam Darnold a bit more time I know he's, he's been a bit hit and miss as he well he was a lot of miss at the Jets wasn't he but you know he's only had what six or seven games you've got to give him more time than that so I'd be uh I'd be quite surprised if they did anything it must be because of the uh, the lack of, of quarterbacks coming up in the up in, in next year's draft that the teams are panicking and, and potentially a bit of uh, all hang on it happened with Matt Stafford and, and Jared Goff but as I said it was a bit of a surprise and they have now said that they wouldn't go for Deshaun Watson quite rightly but maybe a, a Russell Wilson is, is someone that they'd they'd consider but I, I just thought it would be very interesting to, to have already given up a lot of capital to, to go for that one anyway I'll uh I'll uh, accept the uh, abuse now for my uh, trade uh, suggestion. I went, obviously, one of the, the, uh, the big talking points so far this season is the, the Chiefs' struggles. And there's a, a great article on The Athletic, if you have access to it, uh, that uh, sort of outlines it and says it's, uh, it goes in, into a bit of detail in, in the numbers of, of what they're doing wrong. Uh, it's not just all on, on Pat Mahomes. It's not, not all on the interceptions, which will, will die down. Um, but I went, there were a couple of players I considered. Marcus May of the Jets was was one of the ones that I thought would be an option. Um, but obviously they do have um, they they have made uh, efforts to try and fix the secondary there. Uh, so the the other option I went with, which I think is a bit more feasible, although there is one snag that I'll, I'll come to, is is Clellan Farrell of the uh, of the Raiders and uh, getting him. 
the, the Chiefs are the, the third worst team against third down so far this season, and they've conceded the most, uh, the reason I went for a defensive tackle, they've conceded the most first downs by rush of any team which at 61. Uh, they've also had the fewest sacks, or joint fewest sacks, uh, along with Jacksonville, and no one wants to be uh, tied with Jacksonville for anything. It's, it's not a, a recipe for success, is it? Um, so that, that could uh, free up the edge rushes of, of Frank Clark um, and, uh, and on the other side as well. Uh, just to, to really give them an option. Farrell hasn't been the, the best uh, in the league uh, so far, but I think given a, a new start and a new scheme, he could could fit in well, and he's dropped out of the, the starting rotation at the Raiders. Uh, I was going to say probably a third-round pick for, for him, but obviously with it being a division rival and everyone wanting to topple the Chiefs, it would probably have to be up to a, a second and maybe a, a late-round pick as well. But uh, there you go. Farrell to the Chiefs. What, what do you guys think? It's another interesting one uh, and yet another of my favourites from when they came out in college. I thought he was a cracking player at Clemson, um, as with their whole defensive line. Um, but again, just shows you how wrong I can be, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, um, it's a good shout there. There's something going drastically wrong at the Chiefs. I don't know if, if it's the, the Mahomes contract effect. Um, I, I don't know if maybe they're just trying too much. There was They were talking today about, uh, you know, defensive schemes uh, being a bit better against them now and, and Reed not making the adjustments, you know, they're playing the two high safeties, for example, and they just still go for those bombs. Uh, but Mahomes is a good enough quarterback to deal with that. So it's a bit unusual. Uh, yeah, they could probably do something on the, on the, uh, on the defense, do some help. Um, it's a good choice. Well, to, to paraphrase the athletic article, and I, I do recommend that, that you go read it there. They've, they're having, Fewer drives, which obviously is affecting them. They're scoring two fewer points a game on average. Obviously, we're only talking over six or seven games compared to a whole season. And they're conceding seven more. So the, the, there's a real push to to improve that seven-point seven differential on, on defence. Uh, I think that would make them really competitive if you take out, obviously, Saturday's performance because you're not going to win many games scoring three points. Or Sunday's performance. Yeah, I think... Is the the right idea, but maybe the wrong player. Um, I think uh, I think Cleveland Farrell is really really disappointed since he's uh, he's been with the with the Raiders. Um, he's played uh, reasonable a lot of downs. He's only had six and a half sacks over that time. His quarterback pressure rate is pretty low. I think he's been a, a real disappointment. Um, but I can understand the idea behind trying to get something for the for the Chiefs defense. It's been pretty abysmal. Um, I, I think it's one of the one of the reasons of the struggles. Um, I, I think there's been probably a, a multitude of reasons as to why the why the Chiefs have struggled um, over the start of the season. We're kind of digressing a little bit, but I know Duncan kind of talked about it. Mahomes hasn't been without fault this year, which he has been. You know, in previous years he's been near perfect. This year he, he hasn't. He's he's got the joint highest picks in the league, which if you were telling me after seven weeks and said like Mahomes was on nine was it nine interceptions something like that already, which is which is mad. But he, I think the difficulty with Mahomes is this year he's been looking for that big play a lot. Um, he often makes a big play a lot, but if if you think about a Tom Tom Brady, 
couldn't care less if he throws five yards every throw and they win whatever score. He, he doesn't always look for the, the big play. He's happy to take, take a check down. Mahomes, I'm not so sure. And I, I think that that's maybe a bit of it as well. He's, he knows his defence is rubbish and he's having to take a lot on his on his back. Um, I don't know. It's, it's It's difficult to work out, isn't it? I agree. I think the, the Chiefs' defence has been their, their main problem. Um, I kind of think this could happen because I think the Raiders would, would bite the hand off. I just don't think... I think Ferrell's been a, um, a a huge bust. I mean, he shouldn't have gone. They drafted him fourth overall, which they, they shouldn't have. He was... Well, wherever you'd have taken him, he's, he's just not been um, very good, has he? I've, I've had a quick look. He, he's had... No sacks this year. I know he's been playing a bit more tackle, which says a lot. If you're an edge and they shift you inside, and they're just trying to use you, basically. Um, he only had two sacks last year, uh, and that was against the Jets. So I don't know if that counts. Um, but yeah, I, and I've and he's he's barely played this year. Um, so I sort of think that you know, bear in mind he'll be he'll be on quite a wedge because he's picked fourth overall. I think the Raiders would absolutely take it. Uh, and I don't think they'd be too scared of him come, coming at them, to be fair. So, um, yeah, that's the best one so far. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well, I think we might need some inspiration from the listeners, or this is going to be a very dull trade deadline day. Um, <laughs> that, I think uh, that might be fair. Um, it always used to be. It's, it's only in recent years that trades have really picked up in the league. Though. Oh, this is true. It's... Uh, only slightly more exciting than the supplementary drafting. Hey, just quickly before we move on, and I'm going off script here, and you're all going to kill me. Um, no, you're not going to kill me. I'm going to pick on Brian, if that's all right. And we briefly mentioned quarterbacks coming out of college and how it's not very exciting this year. I've seen that from all sorts of places. Uh, everyone, Everyone's saying it. But in recent years, and I'll just I'll start, start this by sort of building my examples, you've seen the, the best quarterbacks at the moment are Mahomes, who wasn't, the top quarterback picked in his year. You've got Jackson and Baltimore, who, you know, he was, what, picked number 32, I believe, in the first round. Uh, then you've got people like Trubisky, Mayfield. Uh, they were picked at the top of the draft. Um, even this year, the best quarterback, it's unfair to judge already, but Mac Jones is the best. Do you th- is there, what's going on with quarterback scouting? And, and do you think people are getting it wrong? And do you think that might relate to this year? Potentially. I think the main issue you've got, um, and this is really dumbing it down, but usually the team picking number one, it's pretty rubbish. And they've been, you know, especially recently, they've been rubbish for a while. And like we said before, with the Jags and Trevor Lawrence, you know, it was they weren't just lacking a Trevor Lawrence. They're lacking all sorts. And the same goes for the Jets with Wilson picking number two. Um, and like, as we've said, this year's draft class at quarterback, some, someone will shoot up, someone will be dead popular, someone will go early. But it's not looking great so far. Um, but yeah, I just think it's difficult. You know, you get these great talents. Even go back to um, Peyton Manning. He was picked first. He was the the next big thing, and he did turn out to be the next big thing. But I think did they only win two games his first season? Um, certainly not many before they went on. You know, went on to great success. But for me, that that's the main thing. And you've you've seen teams say say the 49ers. He went and got um, Trey Lance. He tried to do something a bit different. Trade up. Um, but he's he's not really worked out so far, not really played enough. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think it, it's difficult because if you're in a position to pick one of the best quarterbacks, chances are you've been you've been pretty rubbish. Um, so, yeah, you may be better, as you say, 
be, being not as rubbish and getting one of the uh, the later quarterbacks, i.e. Mac Jones. But it's um, easier said than done. And I think just to try and put a maybe a bit of a more positive spin on, on this year's quarterbacks, I think there's a lot of options for teams. There's, there's a lot of guys who who are pretty good, but are maybe not that real elite top level. And I think that that might actually end up providing a good quarterback class, kind of partly because of what Brian said. The really rubbish teams are probably going to be not picking a quarterback in the top five. So the guys who are maybe not as good as, say, maybe a Trevor Lawrence has been, might end up in a much better, more favourable situation. You know, yeah, they're, they're not the best team in the world, but they, they know how to build teams for exa- and have a good head coach. For example, the Steelers are going to be looking for a quarterback. They're not going to be drafting, I don't think, in the in the top five. But they have they have a good head coach. They they have a an idea how to build a team. Somebody falling to a team like the Steelers might end up being a better quarterback than the guys you see in the last couple of years who've been picked second, third overall. Who knows? It might also be helped, and it's completely out of their control by the fact that this this year's draft class, which was touted to be quite quite good, the they're not the, the teams that are on aren't doing well so well as as you're saying with. With Trevor Lawrence at the Jags, Zach Wilson is, is out injured and really hasn't shown much so far. And Justin Fields at the Bears hasn't hasn't been great. So the expectations not going to be nearly as high as say the year after say 2013, the year after uh, Andrew Luck uh, and RG3 led their teams to the playoffs as, as rookies. So I think that could be a big help with with the quarterbacks not being up to much. Uh, obviously we'll see. And and I bow to you guys in terms of in terms of college football. Um, but but certainly from from all accounts there. They're not that special, but you've just got to build the right environment around them, make sure that they've got the pieces. It doesn't have to be a complete team, but you've got what they need in terms of uh, making sure that you've got a bit of protection, someone who they can get the ball to in, in an emergency or not, or just a, a bit of a safety blanket, and that there is some form of running game and that they're not having to score on every drive. I guess that is a complete team ultimately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, and what I was going to mention, just complete the team, is a good coach. You look at Jared Goff, pick number uh, yeah, pick number one uh, by the Rams, went to the Super Bowl. Uh, he had a great coach. Um, in the end, Goff's been traded to the Lions. Um, and, well, good luck to him, really. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, some interesting points there. Thank you for that. And uh, sorry to spring it on you. That's, uh, that's interesting. But next up, we're going to talk to Derek Henry and, and Stuart just quickly. Uh, is he the current MVP, MVP favourite? I don't know about favourite um, because it's really been a, a quarterbacks um, award over the over the last few years. Um, for me personally, he's he's in my top three of of players. And for, for me, I, I look at when I think about the MVP, who's who's the guy who runs the team and who's the difference maker for that team. And in the last few years, we've seen Mahomes win it. He's the guy who's the difference maker for the. Um, for the Chiefs, we've seen Lamar Jackson win it. He's been the difference maker for for the Ravens, and absolutely Derek Henry is a difference maker for the Titans. I think he's the he's the guy who who leads that team. He's the guy who who everything is funneled through. So so why not? He's he's on course for he's on course for another phenomenal stats um, year. And as I say, he's he's in my he's in my top three. 
um, guys, and when we come to those guys later on if we have time. But yeah, um, why why not Derek Henry? Why not go for for someone like him as opposed to the, the obvious and a quarterback? It would be really nice for it not to be a quarterback for a change. Um, I like to be a defensive player, but enough of that, obviously. Um, we're talking about Derek Henry. Um, he's just been on such a run the last few years, as you mentioned. Uh, can you guys uh, maybe start with Adam Stein? Can you think of anyone who has been so dominant over a period of several years um, like Henry has? I think uh, our colleague Chris Lawton came up with with a pretty good list. Uh, Jim Brown obviously was uh, was very good, and and there have been others over over a shorter term uh, period rather than going back all the way back to the the fifties and sixties. But the most recent one I can remember was was Adrian Peterson. Uh, but whether he was uh, year after year after year, as Derek Henry has done, is as another matter. Um, but what what Derek Henry is doing at the moment is is pretty special and. I don't think he would win win the MVP, and I do have a a list of uh, people that I think would would be good uh, would would be contenders. But he he certainly deserves to. If 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 I was being honest with myself, then he would be the MVP of the league. But I don't think he would win it, unfortunately, given the position he plays. To be fair, the the, the correct answer to has anyone been as dominant as Derek Henry? He's probably no. Um, certainly, um, there's there's been a few good ones. The one we're looking at. Obviously, the list that we had and and who's there and for me, Ladanian Tomlinson stands out. Um, he had a run from 2002 to 2007 where he averaged 17 and a half touchdowns and over 1,500 yards, um, which is six seasons. It's obviously uh, not very easy to do, um, and it's just it's it's really hard to do as a running back. The the shelf life not that great, is it? It's very rare you see anyone carry on and. Um, you keep thinking, you know, they said it last year, said it year before, Derek Henry's going to get tired, he's going to get injured, he's going to slow down, uh, and he's not. So we'll we'll see how long it rains. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if there's been anyone as dominant as him. There's been people that have been slightly less dominant for for slightly longer, i.e., Daniel Tomlinson. Um, but no, for me, no no one's quite like Derek Henry, and uh, I don't know if there ever will be. We'll see how long it goes on for. I actually thought, Brian, you might mention uh, Emmett Smith, um, who had an incredible career for the Cowboys and, and was dominant for several seasons, no? I, I was tempted, but um, I don't know. I was just drawn to Ladanian Tomlinson. He's, he's, I guess it's a bit subjective, but he's more in my sort of age range in terms of when, <laughs> I, when I sort of found football. And that was slightly, unfortunately, slightly past the Emmett Smith era. But um, yeah, there's a few sort of big, historic names but um yeah i don't know if anyone compares De- depending on how long he can do it for if he can do it for another three or four years you know we may be talking the best ever Ooh. absolutely any thoughts Stuart? yeah as, particularly now as well in in the era that that we're in he's just he's just an anomaly and um, in that the most a lot of teams are going running back by committee a pass happy league Derek Henry just stands out in that you know the 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 volume that he takes on the what he does for the for the Titans, yeah I think I think it's been it'd be hard to find someone like like him, and certainly moving forward is it going to be someone like Derek Henry? It's going to be very rare we we find someone like that. So I think we we have to appreciate what we've got with Derek Henry just now while while we've got him. 
He is definitely a unicorn at the moment in, in the league with, with teams going by committee and, and it's a few years since anyone's really tried to go with the, the bell cow approach to, to the extent that the Titans have with, with Derek Henry. But it's definitely a dangerous game saying I don't think we'll ever see the, the like of him again. Uh, transferring over to, to different sports, you, if you'd looked at uh, Michael Schumacher's records when he retired with seven world titles and 91 race wins, a lot of people would have said no chance anyone's getting anywhere near that anywhere near that and within 15 years you've got Lewis Hamilton matching and, and surpassing both or one or matching one and surpassing the other so it's it's very difficult even though the the league is going away from the running back I wouldn't be surprised if in 10 years time we're talking about someone else who's just in high school now if not a little bit uh, or, or approaching high school um, with with similar um, with a similar, similar trajectory Absolutely right, of course. Um, I, I was I was looking at players like Dickerson, uh, Barry Sanders. He spent nine, uh, what was it, uh, eighty nine to ninety eight in the league. Uh, he was in uh, what the ten ten Pro Bowls, I believe it was, and and it was All Pro six times. So he was. He had quite a short career, though. Certainly for the the time, I know running back careers are now a lot shorter, but at the time it was he retired very. Uh, very young for well, and, and still in his prime, I guess, was, was the key thing. Absolutely, Adam. And, and and just to stress what you guys said, we've got to enjoy Derek Henry while we can because he is an anomaly. An, an, an anomaly? <laughs> and to be talked about with some of these great names, uh, definitely worth keeping your eye on for the next couple of years. Um, another player we've enjoyed watching, Tom Brady. I mentioned we were going to come back to uh, slightly older players and older quarterbacks, slightly older than Russell Wilson. He just threw a 602nd touchdown pass. Uh, and to honour this, uh, we're going to bring back a quick game of Fast Five. Remember, uh, quick quick fire answers. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick on you, and you need to tell me how many career touchdowns you think these other legends of the game are through for. Um, it's a toughie, so no shame. You know, you, you, it's, a, it's a wide range of uh, touchdown passes to pick from. Uh, Brian, we're going to go to you first. Um you get to your own Dallas Cowboys, Troy Aikman. How many career touchdown passes? This is really tough, and uh, especially really tough after I saw your screenshot in the chat, and I was like, oh, I really want to cheat. <laughs> really want to cheat. Uh, I'm going to say about 310, because he didn't play quite as long, and the Cowboys weren't always that good. They had a, a few phenomenal years, but yeah, I'd say about 310. 310. So, so Brady's on 602. Uh, Troy Aikman, 165. What the hell? And if you could all see Brian's face right now, you'd know <laughs> that was a big surprise. Uh, Stuart, moving on to yourself, uh, you get Joe Montana. Okay, um, trying to work, trying to work this out in, in some. So he had what was he about four? He's about fourteen something years. He had a couple of years out of San Francisco when they were really good. He's not going to be nowhere near Tom Brady because we'd hear about it. Going to be about, about I'm just trying to wait. 265. <laughs> oh, you are really close. It's 273. Oh, uh, so almost, almost half the total of Tom Brady for Joe Montana. And many people's pick for the goats of the NFL. I'm, I'm surprised I was that close because I was just picking a number. You know, hopefully, I'll be close as close as that in my next one. Adam, you've got John Elway. Well, I'm guessing it's under 600. <laughs> start. Uh, I'd probably go. Elway's career was a, what about 15 
years uh, and I'd go 20 if I'm going to go with 275 Oh, incredibly close as well. I have to give you a lot of credit for these. Uh, he was exactly 300. That's the number I was going to go for, but after Brian's, I thought, no, it can't be that hard. <laughs> That's really annoying. I'd have got it back on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian is about to get another go with a bit more of a recent one. You've got Kurt Warner. So basically, I need to get it spot on to win. I know we're not winning anything, <laughs> but it's my only chance. Kurt Warner, he, he, mm. he's a late bloomer. We only played in Europe for a bit on the bench for a bit uh let's go 199 that is incredibly i'm really i'm seriously impressed kurt warner has 208 career touchdowns Ooh, not bad at all is it roughly a third of tom brady uh the last legend stuart the last one kyle orton kyle orton <laughs> Ooh. no it's more than that it's so Brian's sorry, gone for Brian showed me ten. I think he's gone for more than ten. That's maybe when he was with the Cowboys. He had ten. <laughs> um, he had a good spell though when he went to the Broncos. And I remember him playing all right. He had a a little run with the Bills. I just I think how long he played for, and then he was rubbish for a bit. And that kind of I'm gonna go seventy-seven. 77. It was 101. Um, a little unfair, that one. He, he's not going to be anywhere near Tom Brady, but uh, Tom Brady, absolute cut above the rest. Um, no one even has half the career touchdowns that he has. Uh, so congratulations to him. What continues to be an incredible career. After all that fun, that's the end of today's show. And as always, we'd love to hear your thoughts on all our topics, especially the trade ideas. Uh, and of course, definitely go and check out the new Mock Simulator. You can tweet us your results at 99 Yards. Thanks for listening.